So much of sports and how we choose our favorite teams is based on location. Loyalty and dedication to a given team stems from our pride and where we're from. My family moved to Minnesota in 1995. I was in fourth grade. Did I become a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves because of the way they played or because Kevin Garnett was on the team? No. I chose to be a fan because I loved the game of basketball and the Timberwolves were the professional team in my new home. Loyalty in sports is a powerful thing. It can drive otherwise sane people to do crazy things like continuously support unsuccessful teams year after year. This is especially true in Minnesota where most of our professional sports franchises have a history of losing. There is an exception, however. A team who has spent the last half decade at the top of their league, winning multiple championships. What happens when that team moves from one twin city to the other? Welcome to Lynx Dynasty. I'm your host, Neil Olstad. This is a podcast about Minnesota's most successful sports franchise and the people, themes, and philosophies that make it special. The Minnesota Lynx spent their first 18 seasons playing home games in downtown Minneapolis at Target Center. The arena has been home to the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves since the building opened in 1990. To accommodate major summer renovations to one of the oldest arenas in the country, the Lynx will relocate to St. Paul for its 2017 campaign. The Lynx will play 17 home games and hopefully a number of playoff games at XL Energy Center, the wintertime home to the Minnesota Wild. St. Paul is 12 miles away from Minneapolis. While this distance is insignificant, the move as a whole is not. The Lynx have been really good at Target Center recently. Like, historically good. Since 2011, the team is 111 and 18 at home. That means they win 86% of their home games. If you have attended a Minnesota Lynx game at Target Center at any point in the last five years, you very likely witnessed a home team victory. The Lynx have established Minneapolis as an extremely tough place to win for opposing teams. Despite its old bones, Target Center does offer a few advantages. It's a relatively small arena that can get very loud. It also features lower-level seating that practically hangs over the court. This allows fans to get super close to the action. Let's start with the team itself. WNBA players, like most professional athletes, are finely tuned machines. They've trained their entire lives to perform at the highest levels, no matter the venue. Simone Augustus has been winning games on basketball courts all around the world. From WNBA titles here in North America, to Euro Cup champions in Turkey, and Olympic gold medals in China, England, and Brazil, Augustus is a true international baller. Being at home with a rapturous crowd cheering for you to do well is certainly preferable, but at this level, the expectation is that you play well regardless of where the game takes place. Playing in an arena in St. Paul instead of a similar arena in Minneapolis, doesn't affect players like Simone that much. But she told me about some of the things that she does notice. Building's a little bit different to drive, obviously. Um, it's bigger. Um, 
you have to get adjusted to like the backdrop and, and things like that. Stuff that people probably don't pay attention to. The regular fan don't pay attention to that, but the, the backdrop makes a difference for us. When the Target Center, we see the party zone. Scores and shooters, point guards, they notice everything. It's like, all right, the backdrop is a little bit further away. You have light. The lighting also affects you as well on certain parts of the court. Like deep in the corner, the lighting right here will blind you every time. Like. You know, people don't pick up on that, but it's just little things that, that makes a difference in, in how you feel, getting in the rhythm of your shot, your flow, and knowing, you know, where the dead spots is on the floor as far as the lighting goes and stuff like that. But you adjust. You adjust. They've been very welcoming uh, over at the XL Center. We we enjoy being there. Um, the, the parking situation is better as far as, um, you know, being able to park your cars, TV trucks, visiting team uh, buses and stuff like that. Target Center was a little bit, you know, more crammed. I think they're trying to work that out now with the renovation. So um, we're just enjoying it. With over 10 years of service, Augustus is the longest tenured player on the team. She's practically the face of the franchise. When she's not playing professional ball overseas, she makes her home in Minnesota during the offseason. So she understands the differences between the two twin cities. I asked her if she's more of a St. Paul or Minneapolis person. I'm probably more of a Minneapolis person, a city person. Uh, I, I mean, we live right down by Lauren Park for some years. We live down, we live close, close to there now. Uh, I go to St. Paul for food. To be honest, I go over to Golden Gate Cafe to get some Chinese food and some other areas in St. Paul. So, but Minneapolis is where you know all the partying and all the nightlife or whatever you're looking for. Chris Wright is the president of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx. Basically, he's in charge of the business operations of both teams. He's been with the franchise for 26 years, and there are only two names above him on the franchise's organization chart. So yeah, he's important. Also, he's from England, so his accent makes him sound important too. This season, Wright was presented with a unique challenge transition to a new city, and create growth from the business side of the franchise. Chris helped me better understand how he and his team are doing this. I'm here today to report with, um, you know, nine games played, um, that, you know, we have surpassed year over year um, um, our business goals, and we're in a position to grow the business, um, you know, year over year, even although we moved from Target Center to St. Paul. So... Um, we didn't renew at, at the level that we thought that we would, but we sold more new season ticket members because we were in a new market. We, we, we had a, a very, very str strong strategic plan for the eastern suburbs and the city of St. Paul. Uh, we got our players in there. We got our camps and clinic people in there. We got our LP&E people in there with all of our game day assets. We did speakers events. We did chambers of commerce events. We did a lot of different things in the eastern suburbs to really sort of ignite a level of passion around the brand and tell our story. Um, and so that worked to the point whereby we sold almost 800 new full season ticket members. Um, the majority of which were over the other side of the river. By increasing visibility and altering their marketing plan to better target St. Paul and the eastern suburbs, the team has seen an increase in business despite the move. But Chris and his team aren't stopping there. They see this season as an opportunity to grow the already large fan base to the East Metro, an area that has a relatively low number of Lynx fans. We know who our fans are. Uh, and we, we have what we call like a 360 degree view of our fans and 
we do an awful lot of surveying market segmentation, so we know exactly who's in the arena. Uh, we know them demographically, we know them psychographically, so, you know, the, the, the whole idea is, you know, where do they live, how do they get here, what's their household income, what, what, you know, what is their lifestyle, uh, and, and then figure out the best way to market to those people. Well, we, we know those fans as Minnesota Lynx target center fans. It was completely different when we went over to St. Paul because when you basically look at the dot map that shows you where all of your fans are coming from, you know, the eastern suburbs were, it was sort of um, somewhat like a ghost town over there. And, you know, I mean, to a degree, and, and that's a long haul, and I, I, get, I get that. So the commute from White Bear Lake, Woodbury, Cottage Grove, you know, if you go down that whole stretch of townships on, in the eastern suburbs, yeah, we had some, and, and you know they tend to be very avid. Um, so when we looked at the the mapping of where our fans really truly came from, we knew that this was an opportunity, and so we we had never really targeted, to be very honest with you, the eastern suburbs and the city of St. Paul independently of everything else that we were doing over in Minneapolis, western suburbs, south Minneapolis. Um, the major areas where the majority of our fan base comes from. So we looked at that as an opportunity. We knew that we were going to renew a certain number of people from even YZ who are going to go all the way over to the, the XL Energy Center because they are avid fans, South Minneapolis, City of Minneapolis. But this was the opportunity for us that not an awful lot of franchises have of really breaking into communities that maybe um, traditionally we didn't have many followers in. Nothing sells tickets and puts butts in the seats like winning. No team has won more WNBA basketball games over the last five years than Minnesota. Fans have flocked to see this team at Target Center. The Lynx have averaged 9,500 fans per game since 2011. That's the second best attendance number in the league over that time. Will those same fans make the trip across the river to watch their team in a different city, in a different arena? You need to attend a Lynx home game to truly experience and appreciate their fan base. Aside from being super passionate, they're also a diverse group of people who are extremely knowledgeable about the game of basketball. I wanted to better understand how they feel about this summer, so I talked to a buddy of mine who's one of the biggest Lynx supporters I know. We talked in his seats at XL before a recent game. I'm Don Ackerman. I'm a Lynx season ticket member. I look at it as kind of like a little bit of a road trip all the time. People like to go see new arenas and visit teams. Well, here's your chance. Come see come see what St. Paul's about. See basketball in a hockey arena. Um, I think as many people are coming over, which is great. Um, I think there's a lot of Lynx fans in St. Paul, so they're kind of blessed right now. Um, while the other people are, you know, making a longer trip. But um, I think as far as the arena goes, it seems like the fans are a little bit further away. And the lower bowl in the XL seems to be a little bigger than the than at Target Center, so I think you kind of feel that um, on the ends the fans are back a little bit. So I think that kind of disengages them a slight little bit. They don't feel like they're on top of it, so maybe they're not as loud. And this arena seems to be not as loud as Target Center, but I feel like the fans are going to try to push that more because they've noticed, and they're like, we need to bring the noise, we need to make it louder, we need to make this more of whose house, our house, and hear that louder. I don't think it, that chant is as loud here as it is at Target Center, and that's, that's something that they want to fix. The seats are a little bit more comfortable, the you know the food, and it is fun to see downtown St. Paul. I mean, downtown St. Paul is beautiful. You've got, uh, like I 
you got a you don't have the sculpture garden in but you have your own sculpture garden in that you've got the memorials that are that are right near the Capitol. You know, the, the statue of Leif Erikson, you've got the Hmong tribute, you've got all the war memorials that are there. There's tons of it's all the statues from all the famous Minnesotans over the years. Uh, Lindbergh right there. You've got all that cool stuff. So you do have your own, you have that. The Capitol and the Cathedral are both beautiful. I think that's kind of cool. I, it is a neat, different arena to see for sure. And it's amazing kind of in a way how much taller it is. Um, and But it's fun to see a different arena. So I, I like, you know, for a year, I'm cool with it. As team president Chris Wright mentioned earlier, the geographical distribution is important to keep in mind. For 18 years, the team played in one location and built one of the largest followings in the WNBA as a team who played in Minneapolis. Humans are creatures of habit. I asked Don if he had any sense of any pushback from other fans reluctant to attend a game in a new city. It's funny because a couple uh, of fans I know are kind of bummed. They're like, oh, I got to go to St. Paul. And a couple of fans are like, I live in St. Paul. <laughs> this is great. So now, now I get, they're in my yard now. This is wonderful. So, you know, I mean, for every fan who says they're, I mean, I think the links have always represented well across the metro. So, you know, moving one, on one side or the other may mean some people may not come because maybe they live in, you know, Plymouth and now suddenly getting to, St. Paul's tougher, but there's also the fans that live in Arden Hills who make their way to Target Center. So you've got it going both ways. You've got tons of St. Paul fans that hopefully what that does is bring some St. Paul people here who maybe don't want to go across the river and they're like, you know, I'll check out this game. It's really close. Come down and check it out because you find out that you'll be you'll be following us back to Target Center when it's redone because you're going to fall in love with what you're seeing here. You'll get them hooked. I, I, I really think so. Center. Yes, I really think so. The fans are great. I mean, the, the, the players are great. Uh, you got great role models out here. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's hard. It's tough to match. Okay, cool. So the players enjoy playing at XL Energy Center, and the team already has a fantastic record in their temporary new home. Business is good, and the move across the river has hundreds of new faces experiencing live WNBA action for the first time. Hardcore Lynx fans who are accustomed to cheering on their favorite squad in Minneapolis have happily followed the team to the state's capital. But there is one more important figure in this story, someone who is instrumental to the success of this relocation. This is St. Paul Mayor Chris Coleman. You know, the Lynx are just, they're such an amazing team, and, and they're just, they're incredible athletes, they're incredible community members, um, just, you know, top to bottom from, the, you know, the organization itself. You have kind of the hometown hero, you know, in Lindsay, and, and you know, some of the folks that just, uh, you know, tremendous, uh, Maya, you know, just, you know, watching her, and, and she's just she's so good with the kids and you know and Simone and I mean they're all I go through all the whole lineup and just go that you know these are just first class individuals and 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 fans really relate to that and and you know just thought look if they need it you know we know that this is kind of a temporary deal for them to be over in St. Paul um, although you know I might build that wall and <laughs> may not, uh, and not let them back but uh, you know we we'd we'd love to even after the season is over and they go back to the target. You know, we think that they they will have helped uh, you know build the fan base on these metro and and get more folks coming in from the Woodburys and the Lake Elmos to to go see some of those games. In the fall of 2016, Mayor Coleman got word that the Minnesota Lynx were looking for a temporary home for the 2017 season. He said he wanted to quote do whatever it takes unquote to bring the team to St. Paul and outlined why he thought this would work out. 
Well, let's start off with the fact that the XL Energy Center is the best arena in the country. It's a really nice place. It's a great place to see a, a, a Lynx game. It's a great place to see a concert. It's a great place to see a hockey game. Um, so it's a really welcoming facility for, for fans, and, uh, and you know that's a nice piece, and that's a nice, nice draw for folks. Uh, obviously, the quality of the product on the floor is, is the first thing that matters. But then it's easy for people to come down and get a slice of pizza on West 7th Street or get a... Um, you know, get a, a a beer, or or even stick around and go to the science museum, or you know, if you if you got the kids down, make a day of it, you know, and 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 so there's lots of things to do for families in particular uh, in in downtown St. Paul, and you know we're we're still we're we're becoming kind of one large metropolitan region where people can actually cross the river, <laughs> uh, but the Green Line makes it easy and. And so you're, you know, you're really starting to see uh, 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 folks that uh, are drawn into downtown St. Paul for, for a variety of amenities, but the Lynx are going to be one of those. So it turns out that having a Lynx fan as the mayor of St. Paul goes a long way towards the team playing in our state's capital. Chris Wright raved about the assistance and commitment he received from Mayor Coleman. The biggest piece of this for me has been the access that we have gained and the opportunity that we have savored Mm. um, and the um, open door nature of Chris Coleman's office. And, And he, immediately that he knew there was an opportunity, he stepped up. He basically wanted in on the negotiations. He wanted to make sure that it happened. Um, I don't know if you remember, but we played uh, uh, two, two playoff games over there. He came to both games, mm. um, you know, and it was when we were trying to decide where we were going to go, and and he became our champion. I mean, overnight, he single-handedly um, opened so many doors for us um, as the mayor of St. Paul and, and really said, these are the people that you need to be in front of. These are the people that you need to know. These are the people that you need to have relationships with if you're going to sort of really, truly integrate yourself into the community. There were a lot of things that needed to be done and a lot of negotiations that went on for a long time. You know, and no, nothing like this is ever easy. The, these are complicated deals that have to be uh, put together with, uh, with the, you know, the, the wild that uh, ultimately uh, control the operations of the XL Energy Center, the, the Visit St. Paul uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, the city of St. Paul, I and mean, there's financial incentives, uh, but you know everything from you know who gets the revenues from parking and who gets the revenues from concession. I mean, the, you know these are these are just really complicated deals. But uh, with any complicated deal, if we're both uh, both parties are are determined to get to yes, you get to yes, and and so we knew we wanted them to be here for the summer, um, and the the links wanted to be here for the summer, and so we just we just hammered it out and got it done. We have lots of ways to tip off our seasons, but we have, um, traditionally we always have an all-staff meeting and we do everything in that staff meeting that is around really all of the business planning for a season. We bring 120 people, we put them in the theater and we've got presentations all day long about, you know, um, you know, this is our goals for the season, this is your role in it, blah, 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 blah. You know, very typical. But we told Chris about the meeting and he said, can I come over and tip off the meeting? Wow. And, and I said, absolutely. You know, the, yeah, the mayor of St. Paul walking into the, this tip-off meeting, and, and he comes with his entourage. And um, he, played, um, he played a video that Visit St. Paul had put together of a ball bouncing from Target Center all the way over to Excel on the light rail, cool. you know, blah, 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 blah. 
And he stood up in front of those 120 business professionals and said, hey, I just want you to know this is one of the most exciting things that's happening in my city, you know, this coming, this coming summer. Mayor Coleman went out of his way to convey his excitement for the Lynx season and demonstrated how important this is to him and to the city of St. Paul. Well, it, it was a great opportunity to come down to, uh, you know, to basically welcome people uh, to, to St. Paul, even though the meeting took place in downtown Minneapolis, uh, you know, just to say, look at, uh, uh, you know, we actively want you to enjoy this year, to be a part of the community, to, to really take advantage of it, um, and to just realize how, how welcoming we are uh, for this opportunity. And, and so got to go out and, you know, and, and you know, I, group of folks I'm you know sure probably don't you know sit have to sit around and listen to a lot of politicians yap uh, all, all day long but you know I just I just wanted to go over there and sincerely convey the fact that you know this is uh, this is great for us and and we hope that the experience is great for the team and for the administration you know for the organization when you know you've got that sort of level of engagement yeah, and support endorsement mayor, support yeah. it's like boy was this the right decision yeah you know I mean where, where do people just sort of want to jump on the the back of you and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help ride you. I'm gonna whip you to the finish line." You know, um, so I, I give him a tremendous amount of the credit for um, getting us over there, opening the doors, making us feel welcome, getting us to be part of the community. Um, you know, just an awesome man, human being. I did get a Lynx jersey, um, which I've been instructed not to wear in public, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, maybe up at the cabin. <laughs> It was an honor and a joy, and uh, and you know we we, we think it's uh, as we say our only regret is uh, is it's a one year deal, and uh, we'd love to we'd love to keep them here. Thanks for listening to episode one of Link's Dynasty. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. If you enjoyed this podcast, please recommend it to another Link's fan in your life. Link's Dynasty is produced, written, and hosted by me, Neil Olstad. You can follow me on Twitter at links underscore dynasty and read my 2017 Minnesota Lynx coverage at canishoopus.com.